Hello, eh? And welcome back to another episode of Retro Rewind, a takeoff poser, if you will, of our mothership podcast, Flick Flops, where we get the DeLorean up to 88 miles per hour and head back in time to watch a classic or forgotten gem and see if it holds up or if it flops, so to speak. For this one, we set the Wayback Machine for 1983 and head up to the Great White North to Elsinore Brewery with our friends Bob and Doug with a mouse in our beer bottle and a mission. So sit back and watch or listen along as we break down this classic strange brew and see if 40 years later this comedy still makes us laugh or makes us yawn. This is Retro Rewind. In Strange Brew, SCTV alum Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas portray the classic Canadian beer-guzzling duo Bob and Doug McKenzie as they try to stop a mad beer brewer from gaining control of the world. The world. Joining us again for this episode is our good friend Brent Walter. Let's welcome back Brentro. Brentro, rewind. Take off, eh? Thanks, thanks for having me back on, eh? I got a piece so bad I can taste it. Okay. Oh. Hey. <laughs> Can somebody give me some theme theme music? What's our theme song? What's our movie theme song? <laughs> you tell us. I don't remember what that was. Oh, no, that's oh. not. There we go. <laughs> and Clearly well rehearsed. Nice. And, nice. And it, as much as we love the Bengals hat. Uh, yeah, you, you know got what? Sit, oh, nice. He's got a, He's got a toque, eh? <laughs> Gotta sit hey, back, man. grab some corn, and let's it's movie time, eh? Gra- grab me a crawler. <laughs> you got a credit card? Oh, Andy, oh, we uh, briefly talk any numbers that you might have on this. I did see the Rotten Tomatoes number, so I'm very interested for you to tell us. Yeah, okay. So, um, real quick, I we won't dive deep, but uh, the numbers on this Rotten Tomatoes, which we use as our film aggregator, uh, critic aggravator, I guess, what you want to call it. Uh, the critics have this thing at 76, and the audience has this thing at 81. So it's it's fresh. Uh, everybody seems to love this thing, have a pretty good memory of this film. Um, the budget for this was $4 million, and it made $8.5 million. So I, not a flop by any sense of the word. It made its money. Uh, written and directed by Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas. Um, that's it for info on that. At this point, we can just dive into breaking down this film and see if it holds up after 40 years. Yeah. I'll toss in. There's not a lot of big names that I recall in this movie, but there is of course, Rick Moranis, Dave Thomas, Max von Sydow playing the mad beer brewer. I, um, who at the time I know I knew from yeah. Flash Gordon. Um, and I, I, I was like, how'd they get him in this film? Right. Right. And he looks like he's using some kind of teeth prop. I'm right. I, I hope. I don't know. Uh, also, Paul Dooley, not a name yeah. that you recognize, but a face that you definitely recognize. Absolutely. Um, and real quick, I will mention that um, it caught my attention watching this again when uh, when their dad speaks. And I'm like, they're not showing the dad. Oh, yeah. The first time they show him, but you hear the voice and you're. I'm like, that's got to be Mel Blanc. Yeah. It has to be. And I looked Sounds it up. Sounds like Yosemite. Yeah. 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 Well, well done there, sir. Uh, that's all I got as far as the notes of uh, of 
actors and stuff. Brentry, you got anything you want to add before we start breaking this thing down? I have one note. The theme song, Strange Brew, was written and recorded by Ian Thomas, Dave Thomas's brother. And doing a little deep dive on Ian, or maybe Ian, possibly. Who knows? He's Canadian. He's He's Canadian, Canadian, eh? It's probably pronounced John. He had a a top 40 song back in 1974. Peaked at number 34, a song called Painted Ladies on the U.S. charts. And reach number four on the Canadian charts, eh? Okay. So take off. And it sounds it sounds nothing like the theme song to Strange Brew. It's it it's very hokey. It doesn't so. open with well wait, so the theme song to Strange Brew wasn't hokey? No, I know, no, I know. But no, I'm talking about it's kind of rocky. No, I know. Yeah. This is it doesn't open with totally like, the opposite. Not that one. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is like Kiss versus Wicked Lester. So we'll go uh, that route. That's a nice comparison. I'll take that. I guess I'll start this thing, Gary, if you want. Unless you yeah. have a desire to open this the discussion. I, up. I mean, I will only say that uh that I don't recall going back and watching this movie very much over the past forty, as you said, years. Yeah. So watching it again, I had a few memories up in the old brain of the things I remember, things that were hilarious. I remember back in 83, 84, watching this numerous times, thinking <laughs> yeah. it was the funniest movie and loving every bit of it. Yes. This, uh, <laughs> it, it, in my house, uh, and Brent, I don't remember, again, I don't remember if how we, you and I saw it, because Gary and I weren't friends in 83, but in my house, my brother, uh, this was a standard. This was along the lines of any um, Bill Murray movie. You know, my my brother's big on comedy growing up, and he was older than me. In our house, I mean, Stripes, you know, uh, uh, those types of films. Fast Caddyshack, Times. Fast Times. This movie was on a constant loop at my house. Um, so, like you, Gary, I had, I had these super great memories of how funny this film is. But... <laughs> Brent, I'll put it this way. Um, just talking to my daughter Madison tonight. She's like, you know, I told, she was asking me what I was doing. I said I can't speak, getting ready to do a podcast. She said about what? I said Strange Brew. She said, Have I seen it? I said, If you like stupid, you will love this because that's what it, it's stupid. It's it's but it's brilliant at the same time. It is. It, Andy had asked me a couple weeks ago, does it hold up? I'm like, well. I said, it's still funny. It's still funny so, to me. Here's where I'll, I'll, I'll open this discussion up. And, and I'll apologize in advance to a good friend of, uh, of ours, Orion, from the uh, Fans in Motion page, who this is one of his all-time favorite films. Him and I have had a lengthy discussion about this film. 40 years later, I'm going to throw it out there, this movie's horrible. <laughs> really? I, it's that- dude. I watched this thing, and I mean, I think I was texting Gary like, "Oh my god, it it is it is hard for me to watch." The memories were better than the movie in my head. Again, my opinion. 
You, yeah. I know Orion will disagree with me. Brent, I, you'll probably disagree with me, and that's just fine. This movie, I'm watching this thing, and I am struggling to finish this movie. And, I mean, I kept checking the time. I'm like, oh, this film doesn't hold up at all for me. And I was sad about that because, again, we've quoted this film for 40 years. Yeah. it's It's been part of the lexicon. It's in the zeitgeist, as people will say. And, um, I, and I'll still will use lines from this movie. Mm-hmm. I will probably never see this movie again in my life. Oh. That's where I'm, at. and I have a few notes we can discuss, but I'll let. I I will say I I am broken hearted, broken hearted, yes. um, and not by your review, but from the movie itself. I I watched this movie in not two, not three, <laughs> but four different settings because I just had to keep turning it off. I. <laughs> I was so bored of it. And, and, you know, I knew some of the funny parts that were coming and I'd hold out for those funny moments. But when, when it's, when it's not those two on screen and it's not even every time they're on screen, I will say, but if they're not on screen, it's awful. And when they are on screen, it's about 75, 25 on whether it's funny or not. And I'm saying 25 is the, the funny part. I know Brent is dying there. I, yeah, and that's why I want to get this out of the way because I'm going to let Brent have whatever he wants to say. But I'm just going to tell you, I could never recommend this movie <laughs> to anyone. It, I, was, it was just, and I really wanted to love it. I, I really did, did. I felt so bad watching this. I was like, I mean, we've been putting off this episode just because, like, I don't want to, I don't want to do it. I don't want to talk bad about a film that I've, I've praised for 40 years, but. In all honesty, it just it does not deliver for me. It doesn't hold up anymore. You know, again, I mentioned like I can go back and still watch Caddyshack and get a get a good laugh. I can watch Fast Times and and then yes, it's dated, but I this film was hard for me to watch. So I the now will yield my time to the man from Ohio to uh, Mr. Walter. This podcast was filmed at three B. Three beers and still looks good, eh? I mean, come on. You know, it's hokey. There's some really bad acting in it. Yes. I I get all that. And and, and HD did it no favors because you could tell their matte paintings of of Elsinore Brewery up on the hill. The whole thing's a painting. But I can forget that. The innocence of the movie, I, I, you know, it's like Gary and I were talking before we went, went on recording. Sometimes sitting there watching something in the it's, you might be in the wrong mood. I don't have to be in a mood to watch this because I know what I'm going to get. And it's just classic one-liners. Just it, but like I said, told my daughter, if you like stupid, you're going to love this. I mean, look at the and look on his look at this face here. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's beauty, eh? And that's it's, another thing. When I was watching so it, he, he watched it again. <laughs> Since I had, you know, I had the since I had the HD version versus you know DVD and VHS that I've watched for years, I noticed on the on the spare tire somebody wrote in like a sharpie "beauty" on it, and then (laughs) towards the end of the movie, somebody wrote something else, and I couldn't figure out what it was. I I was I'm really looking for things that I hadn't seen in the movie. Watching yeah. this last time, but no, I it, for me it still holds up. It was stupid when I was a kid. It's stupid now. 
Yes, it and, is. Yes, we agree. Yes, it is. And, and Look, that's this is like compared to SNL. All right. So this was based, I think, loosely on a skit that these guys had come up with. Right. That was on mm-hmm. Second City TV. Yeah. So a night at the Roxbury is a funny one and a half minute bit on SNL. Is a horrible idea of a movie. Same here. This this probably is a bit is funny. As a stretched out movie, it is hard. I mean, yeah. if, if you take out all the times, it's it's all the cliches of take off hoser, eh, take if you take all that out, the dialogue is not much. It just and it's I, I didn't expect Shakespeare out of this. I'm not don't misunderstand. I'm not like, well, the script was no good. It's not that. It just doesn't hold up. In, in comparison, like we did quick change. Quick change still holds up to me. 30 years old, still holds up. It's still a funny movie. This I don't know. And again, it, maybe it's me. It feels I, like I'm 1984. Old, grumpy, get off my lawn. But this film, I mean, look, um, the, yeah. the things, the the highlights that I'll, I'll run down real quick. You guys can jump in. Little little notes I made. I made like six notes. Um, I loved <laughs> the movie title, uh, 2051 AD, 10 years after WW4. <laughs> so I'm doing the math. I was like, so <laughs> WW3 happened in 2041 and it's 2023. And then uh, the fleshy headed mutant, eh? Are you? Yeah. They're, they're the decorations on their, their, their van set in the future. Again, again, I know this is just supposed to be, it's supposed to be dumb cinema. It, it was it egg cartons stuck to the side of the van. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, you know, I guess it's funny. And uh, what was the the title? Was the 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 mutants of twenty fifty one A D? That's the uh, mm-hmm. that was the funny thing. Um, I liked little things in the background. I noticed there were um, Gary. I don't know if you caught the reel to reel tape players that were in the the lab. You know, so when the guys play the music on the keyboard, oh, yeah, yeah. You look at them. It's just it's supposed to be super scientific. Uh, it's just a bunch of reel to reel. Tape players just reels just spinning randomly. Yeah, <laughs> and I love, and that's not their fault. I love when you look back at old films and you see what they thought. Like a lot of times back in the day, um, we'll say seventies, eighties, uh, high tech computer technology was just a bunch of flashing light panels randomly. Right. Do, 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 yeah. do. Or like, I don't know, it's a bunch of random click, buttons. Yeah. They click one and then we go off. It's like playing a giant game of Simon. Click, 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 click. <laughs> yeah. And that that somehow was the future, oh, right? Uh, so, um, and uh, then the other thing I just found was interesting. And again, it works for the film, but as as someone just watching the movie, you you're like, why is there an ice rink uh, in the uh, brewery? <laughs> Where Canadian, Canadian, eh? Yeah, Canadian hockey, eh? <laughs> but you keep pallets of beer on the ice, wildly inefficient when you're trying to move it. I know that's it. I'm done, Brent. Now, tell me I'm wrong. You're talking. You're tell talking me I sold out, Brent. Tell me I sold. Yeah, out. You, you did sell out. You're talking about the uh, the futuristic rooms and what have you. How Star yeah. Wars when they're getting ready, when the Death Star is getting ready to blow up Alderaan. That that's like a sewage. Yeah, something they, that they've used. They used a yeah. control panel. Um. But still, at least that was real, right? No, I, I think you're. I think you're overthinking things. You, this is something that you don't. You just put it on. And, and all three of us, we've, ne- we've, we've never been high in our lives. N- n- the three of us never have. 
and, and, Should we and start? I would no. See, that's the thing. You're 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 on the road. Of like you have to be high to watch this movie. No, you just got to be sitting back, grab some cornet, and movie time. Good lead in for my uh, quote that I brought from Rotten Tomatoes because I was like, let me give me let me. I just want something apt to fit this. Janet Maslin from New York Times wrote. The price of a ticket could buy enough beer for an experience at least as memorable as I this one. That. I saw that. Um, hey, look, I, to me, this this might be a comparison to like give give us another twenty years and look back at Billy Madison, and we might be saying the same exact thing. Oh, it, yeah, just as dumb. It, it's probably going to be like that for that movie. I don't know. I currently still like it, but I haven't gone back and watched it in a while. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, I'm going a little crazy there. Wait, looking at this one, it's like I look. There's a, I will give one one part that I remember distinctly as a kid, and I totally quoted it wrong. But I would always say when Strange Brew would come up, I'd say I love the part when the brakes are out in the van, and Dave Thomas says brakes are out. There's no point in steering. Yeah. To me, for some reason, that was hilarious, and I we I held on. We were driving, and it's not quite what I remembered. You know, it wasn't quite the same way, but you know, there's a couple fun, there's a couple parts that I did laugh out loud at at this movie, but they were so few and far between. It's just it, most of the time it was like I gotta turn this off and watch the rest of it later. <laughs> I gotta Brent, get a palate Brent, cleanser. Brent's got something. Go, Brent. What I what I never understood through the whole movie, and it comes to fruition at the end. Why is Hose Head painted like a skunk from yeah. the beginning of the movie? He's yeah. got the white stripes going down the whole time. Take off eight, my toque's falling off. <laughs> but anyway, no, I, you know, but I mean, come on, guys. When they go in there and, you know, you hear Yosemite Sam yelling, you know, hey, you boys, bring me some beer, you know, and all of a sudden they yeah. start chucking it. And the dog's sitting there after they're going to, they give Hosehead the beer. Yeah. He's ground. Up. Come on. That's yeah, no. beautiful. It doesn't. It, it's. I listen. It it saddens me that this film doesn't hold up for me the way in my head it did. I was excited when Gary and I were talking about doing this movie. I was like, "Oh man, we're gonna do Strange Brew." This movie is is uh, is just near and dear to my heart. Like I said, I've, I've been talking, I texting privately our friend Orion about this film and fond memories. And then I sat and watched it, and it was hard to watch. I'm sorry. I'm like, God, I was like. I don't know if I can do this. And I we don't have a tap out feature here. I, I have to finish this film. It just sadly it doesn't hold up for me. And I hate that it doesn't, but it just doesn't. But like I'll agree, Brent. Yeah. It's dumb. It's a dumb movie. It doesn't it delivers exactly what you expect. But it just I mean, it just Yeah. I've always wanted to see what the movie was that they filmed for the movie theater. <laughs> I, I've always wished they would have released like a, a special Doug, edition with Bob and Doug with that. Yeah, I, I would love to see that. I wouldn't mind fact, watching the mutants of 2051 AD. Yeah. In fact, yeah. I think we should crowdfund that and have them go back and make that. <laughs> I did do you some see, reading but, where I believe there was talk of a sequel and they couldn't. I'm going to paraphrase they, it here, but they couldn't. They couldn't get it. along. Yeah, there was an issue. Uh, I'm trying to look while we're, while we're talking. Okay, real quick. A sequel to the film entitled Homebrew was planned for production in 1999, but financing fell through at the last minute. Co-written by Dave Thomas and Paul Flaherty, 
The film was to be directed by Flaherty, and Dan Aykroyd was on board to play the part of friend Rick Ripple. Principal photography was to begin on July 19th, 1999 in Toronto, and at one point, Todd McFarlane of comic book fame was to step in as executive producer to revive financing for the film, but never followed through. The plot, according to Maple Palm, which is Dave Thomas's production company, uh, would feature Bob and Doug now working as garbage men, being convinced by fast-talking insurance salesman Aykroyd to get into the microbrewing business. So there was a sequel planned. Um, it might have been funnier, more timely, but uh, yeah. it didn't work out well. That's all I got, Hoser. Bill and Ted 3 didn't work out, so. Sure. I mean, Bill and Ted, I mean, if you just look at it for all it is, I mean, look. Same thing. No, one, no one's going to ride us and tell us we're wrong except for Orion, and I welcome him to come on. and. and He's not going to tell me I'm wrong. De debunk this for us, but it just, uh, you know, there's plenty of crappy films out there, and you want to tell us all about them, send them to Gary. Send all your emails <laughs> to Gary at, Gary at Gmail. Uh, yeah. <laughs> send it to Gary at Gmail and see what happens. Um, yeah, you know, hey, just uh, just two guys' opinions, and our opinions are like a cow, the moo. Exactly. <laughs> wow, I think I think that's where you know. That's a good. That's a good send off. That's where <laughs> yeah, I mean. Say, I got nothing else to add. That's where they say tell them Steve Dave on the podcast. That's how that podcast yeah. ends. Ah. Uh, well, hey, we only promote our other podcasts. Not yeah. other people. Oh, uh, so, hey, Brett, you got any last par parting words for this film? I love the film. Like I said, it's stupid, but yet, if I need a good laugh, it's reliable. And I want to thank you two for inviting me back on to do this. I've kept my thumbs at a at a medium level, and I think we're doing okay. So I think we're doing okay. I appreciate it. I think Brenda's vase is on our video show. <laughs> I probably have the most ums this episode. Uh, there's one. <laughs> Thanks for joining us again, Brent. Uh, Andy, you got anything else? I don't. You know, I'm sorry this film disappointed me. Uh, and and I too. No one's, more, no one's more broken hearted than myself. Thanks again, everybody, for watching. We appreciate it. Please like, comment, and subscribe. And we will catch you in the next one. This has been a Touch of Madness production, brought to you by the Creative Minds.
at Tommy Twins Media.